Blessings. This is Pastor Larry Enclan with Living 412. We want to welcome you to our program for this week. We have two very special guests with us today. We have Joshua, uh, as we call him, Josh. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Then we also have O'Brien. We call him OB. Say hello. Hello, hello. All right. So today we're doing a, a special road trip. We are currently on I-95 South, coming back from Teterboro Airport and having a delicious Spanish-style homemade steak sandwich from one of our favorite spots up there, my favorite spots. Um, and we wanted to take this moment while we had this road trip and have a, a conversation with you. The fancy and wonderful thing that God has blessed us with in technology when we use it the right way is that even if we're on the road, we can still be able to do things like this. So use technology to your favor, not against you. Amen. So we're going to get right to it. Uh, we were, uh, well, OB and myself, we were having a conversation on the way up uh, when we were coming up I-95 North. And uh, he hit me with a question that was a little bit loaded. And uh, his question was, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, OB, but your question was, you know, at what point do you feel like you got it all together? Right. Right. Something to that effect. Yeah. And I, for me, that was a loaded question because uh, I can't really say that I feel like I have it all together. Um, I think it's a it depends on the definition. Um, what do you define as all together? Because your definition may be different from mine. But I have that mentality of Paul where he says, you know, I don't pretend that I have achieved it all, but I keep striving forward uh, towards the goal. And uh, that is to attain everything that God has, you know, ordained or predestined for me or, or set aside for me. So in thinking about all that, I was trying to see how we can convey this through the airwaves and uh, hopefully be able to bless you guys this uh this evening with a little bit of scripture while three three guys just have this ride down uh we have about an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes left before we get back home so we said let's take advantage let's get this program in and uh hopefully bless the people amen and at any point if you guys want to join you know just feel free um you know that's how we are very open table type of conversation um josh is driving so when he's gonna talk i have to like put the mic next to him so that he can be able to <laughs> to speak so you'll hear him jumping in every now and then amen so uh the scripture that i was being led to was uh second peter chapter one and it was from verses like five through about nine that was calling my attention and um i would say probably starting from three if we want a little background of it but it says that his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And that alone is a wonderful verse. But it continues by saying that through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Man, he's getting deep. <clears throat> and then these are the verses that we're going to focus on here. 
For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Get ready for this. Goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. Period. Then it continues in verse 8 by saying, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, that should be highlighted, they will keep you from being ineffective and unreproductive or unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Woo! Oh, where to, a lot. Where to begin, right? It's, um, I think this is something that could really spill over to like three or four programs if we really want to dive into it the way that I think it needs to be uh, discussed. But where do we start with this one? Like, <laughs> um, wow. So first of all is recognizing that he has given us divine power, right? He, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. So, in other words, we shouldn't have the word I can't in our mouth. Right. So if his divine power lives within, within us, we should not have to say I can't. Because it's, if it's him that abides in us, there is no reason why we can't achieve greatness. Um, and that's thanks to his glory and his goodness is what it says. And he's given us promises. And, and he doesn't break promises. His word is truth and he will not let you down. So now, if we participate in this divine nature, that means that we're trying to go opposite of the things of this world. Mm -hmm. And this is where I want to somewhat answer OB's question. At what point did I feel like I started to have everything together. So um, it's a gradual process. I believe that little by little, God's been uh, molding me, changing me, uh, fixing me, correcting me, whatever words you you want to uh, use. But I believe little by little, he's, he's been building my character and he's continuing to build in me as I allow him because if I harden if I harden up my heart and don't let him into areas of my life, right. then those areas are never going to change. You know, so uh, like we were saying in the in the car earlier, you know, there was areas in my life where I needed to give him access to things that maybe I had hurt from the past or hurt from a youth or hurt in my marriage, whatever it is. If I don't allow him access to those areas and make myself vulnerable to him working in them, I'm never going to change. That's true. So that's where the change starts. And it's backed up by scripture, allowing him in. So when we were getting ready to do this, Josh started bringing up an, an, a system of like steps. 
And this is where I believe things started for me. And it makes sense because in verse five, it says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. But the first step is faith. You know, I had to really believe that God could do something in my life in order for me to even go any other steps. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, that's where you were talking about foundation, Josh. Yeah. Um, So at that point, I would describe it as if you look at steps, uh, you always have that first step. But before you get to that first step, you have the, 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 what they call the riser. So at that point is that acts as a brace, as a, as a foundation so that way you can move on to the next step. And then it progresses forward, and the higher you get, the more obviously the rises you get and the more steps you get. So within the, within the scripture, it gave you all these different qualities. But within those qualities, it gave you another quality with it. And it kept on progressing on that. So um, if I can read one of the qualities it actually gave, it would actually be, it says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. And then after it went to knowledge, it went, it said, and to knowledge, it said self-control. So once you make it to that first step, then you have the riser. And then that riser gives you another step. And at that step, it gives you a riser. And that riser gives you another step from there. So it definitely progresses of you going forward step by step. Um, And then also brought up uh, another point was for an escalator. Escalators only, in in, in my point of view, you can see in other point of views also. But in my point of view, you you look at an escalator and you only can get up to a certain point. Maybe might be one flight, two flights of actual stairs, but then eventually, once you reach the top, it folds back down and comes back around. Steps can be endless and continuous, continue going all the way up, but with the escalator, it just folds all the way back down. So then it brought to my attention was, is then you have the, the flat escalators when they have the airports, the ones where you don't want to walk, take step by step, but you want to just coast. Mm-hmm. You, you want to, in, in a sense, is... Let me use the, the, the description of you want to walk on the floor like Jesus, you know, or, you know, walked on water. So that's how you want to do it. So if that's the case there, have you ever tried as a kid or as an adult, have you ever tried going against it? Walking Certainly. against it, you think you're moving your feet, but you're staying in the same position. You're not moving forward whatsoever. Why? Because you're going against it. So in a sense, is, is if you don't change your your surrounding in your environment, no matter where you think you're going forward, you're actually not moving. You had a standstill. So at that point, you're being stagnant. And what happens when you, everyone has you know, a, a yard or somewhere they play around, and when you have stagnant water, what brings stagnant water? Mosquitoes. Mm. And then the mosquitoes bring the flies and the flies and all that, and then it just progresses. So when it, when it goes to the little, little body of water, then you progress to mosquitoes, and you progress to the flies, and you progress to, you know, you, you going outside, you think you're going to go outside and go relax. But in a sense, no, then you're fighting these mosquitoes because they're biting you. <laughs> so it, then, then at that point, it becomes more of a, instead of you being at peace, you're annoyed now. So that, that, that's where it progresses. It, it's, it's step by step. No matter it's if it's step by step by good or step by step being bad, it always is at a progressive level. You're never going to go from one to a hundred. Right. You'll progress right. up to get up there, 
But to get up to the 100, you need to go to from one, from 2 to 99 in order to get to the 100. So, you know, and, and that involves anything in life. No matter what you're going to do in life in secular, um, if you're going to go with school, you have to go from kindergarten, preschool, first grade, second, third, fourth, all the way up to 12th grade. And then at 12th grade, you're not done yet. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to college, you go to college. Or if you don't want to go to college, you go to trade school. You're still not done. And the one thing is, is you're always learning. Why? Because technology and knowledge is always evolving. You never stop learning no matter what. Yep. Doctors. Doctors, got they got to go to school and to training constantly. Why? Because there's new things that come up. Uh, uh, new, new tests and new cures and everything. And they're always trying to figure out ways to evolve and to find cures for everything. So you always got to learn. Because everything evolves. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to share for you uh, about the verse for, for that por- that portion right now. You got anything for that, Ob? That was a lot. Oh, that, that was. Josh, that was a right. right collect the offering. He Holy def- cow! Right? <laughs> He's definitely right though, because the way I was thinking about it when asking you, like, at when did you decide each other all together, was because I felt, like I said, at younger ages, we all have a sense of immortality that comes with being young because we felt like oh we're too young to die we're too young to whatever's whatever but like I also said I feel like when you know better and growing up in church that the Bible says to not tempt the Lord that God and while you're doing all these things you are tempting him and then how long before the worst case scenario happens and he removes you and has no use for you so dealing with the 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 constant uh, reminders, okay, I got to get it together, got to get it together. How do I, but like, how do I get it together and when will I? So it's like, it. I don't feel like it comes, it's like part of me feels like it doesn't come with age, but at the same time, it, it from what I've seen around me, I feel like it, it kind of does come with age at the same time. So that's why I asked you like, yeah. with, with, with like the both of you being through your different experiences, now it seems like, okay, do I, am I going to, is it going to take me this long to get it together? And do I and do I even have that long to get it together, considering where the world is at now? Mm. And that's the thing. Like, I think uh, a big part of it was, you know, like I said, step one was, was faith. You know, having faith that I needed God in my life and that he could do something to turn away the things that I used to have within my heart, within my mind. You know, cleanse me from so many different things or different aspects of my life. And with that, the next step um, was knowledge, you know, from faith, goodness, knowledge. And in order for me to have that knowledge, I had to really submit myself into, you know, this book that we called the Bible, you know, and, and it, it's, it's like a relationship. You know, when you meet a girl and you really like her, you take out time to talk to her take out time to get to know her yep. we were talking about something similar in the car you know like mm-hmm. you know you hit her up she hits back and you have these constant conversations sometimes you get left on red yeah <laughs> sometimes you wait to reply or sometimes you know you might take a day or two and you take make several attempts at contact and things like that but that's where you have to be intentional and you say you know what i really am serious about my walk with you lord i need to i need to keep connection with you i need to keep um reading 
and trying to discover what your character is because if you made me in your image it is only right that i'm supposed to you know copy your image right. you know i need to be who you are and it's in there it's just suppressed it's just hasn't been developed because i have no one that has taught me that this is who god is yeah. so i had to learn on my own you know i didn't have that mentorship um, in the very early stages you know I had really good people around me but not someone that could sit with me at the table and say let's talk about God right you know what I mean let's learn let me teach you let me do this and that um, so my wife saw me many times and she said it you know two three o'clock in the morning reading scriptures on my own because I was really serious about wanting to be a better man a better husband a better father um, totally opposite of what I had seen in my lifetime from um, from my family or, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I, I made an intentional decision to say, I need to get close to you and build this relationship with you, Lord. Otherwise, I won't know who you are. That's true. And once I started learning the knowledge that I started needing in my life to be able to apply to become the, the better person or better version of me, uh, or the godly version that God sees in me, right? Um, then it took a lot of self-control. And I love the way they wrote it because it's a real reality. Like So so the next step after the knowledge was self-control. And it's right. Because as I was saying before we started, you know, if, if I have a problem, let's say all I do is drink on the weekends and party and stuff like that. If I want to be able to have this relationship with the Lord... I can't be doing those things anymore. I need to not be in the clubs, not be out drinking and partying, not be around all these women, not, do, you know, so all those things, that's where the knowledge comes in. And it's some, some people might be like, oh, that's a no brainer, of course, you know, but to other people, it might not be like you're so used to this lifestyle that you think it's no big deal. But it's hard once you're you've been doing it for 10 years, let's say, to quit cold turkey it's like whoa there's a whole major lifetime you know lifestyle change yeah but it takes that self-control of saying you know what no i'm not going to the bar no i'm not going to that party no i'm not going to be around this circle and and it's not that i want to push people away it's just i wasn't spiritually mature enough to be able to be in that environment in my early stages of my walk to be able to say no i won't have that hennessy right because i wasn't fully there yet so now I can go to, let's say, a family's house party and not drink because now I have the knowledge and the self-control that the Bible's asking me to to be able to um, withstand. Right. And it says perseverance. You know, I it, it, it's going to be trial after trial after trial. So there will be temptations. There will be trials. There will be moments where you're going to be tested. It's like, hey, do you, you sure you don't want this? And you were telling me your experience where, you know, you got offered a drink way back when you were younger, right? Yeah, back in <laughs> high school. Uh, spe specifically after you said our uh, high school graduation. The graduation, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, take a shot. Take a shot. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I came here for food. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, you got to, you got to, you just, y'all just graduated, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. I was like, all right. One of the few times when peer pressure got to me, I'm just like, all right, can I at least have a soda or something after it? To chase it. Like, oh, yeah, to chase it or something. And I was like, oh, nah, nah, nah. I was like, okay, fine. I did it. Did it, took the sip. I was like, wow. 
I don't know how people do this often. I'm going to just stay by the food. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? And you're going to have many moments like that, depending on, you know, what your circle is like or where your, your environment is, where people um, try to put that in your face. And that's why um, part of it is the self-control, being in, around the atmosphere where you can control yourself better. You know, like if you have a problem with women, you know, why are you hitting up girls on social media? You know, uh, so all these kinds of things is what the, the word is trying to tell us, like just to have that closeness with God, to have that um, that thirst for knowledge of who he is so that he can develop your character. If we want to mirror who he is, to have that self-control, to persevere every time we get tested. It doesn't mean that all the time you're going to really persevere, but there's going to be times where we mess up. And that's the reality. You maybe you have a problem with cussing, and and you had somebody cut you off, and you're having a bad morning, and you say oh, this wrong thing at the moment. It's happened. Believe me, to many believers, and even the ones that don't that that won't admit to it, they probably didn't blurt it out to the guy, or they didn't make the hand gesture, but in their heart they said it. Yep. So it makes no difference. So let's be real with each other, because it happens, and those little things. If you keep on feeding to that, it's bad. But if you right away catch yourself and you say, oh, my goodness, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to have that thought in my heart. I didn't mean to be angry at that driver or, or whatever, my boss or whoever it is. I'm sorry, Lord. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to think like that. You know, so those are little moments where you have to persevere. There's so many other more, um, uh, I guess, worse situations that we can talk about. But I want to get to a few of the other things that he says. Mutual affection. Um, so with mutual affection, that's that's a really nice one because I think what the Lord is trying to tell us is we have to have a lot of love and respect for each other. The way that we show God that we love him is by loving others. So that was that was kind of part of the conversation that we were having on the ride up, uh, OB and myself, that um, I was telling him one of the things that I love to do is I love to do my best to make everybody feel welcome when they come to the house. Uh, not only by talking to you or offering you something to drink, but at, at least, you know, acknowledging you, listening to you, having a conversation, making you feel welcome, welcome, you know, making you feel like this is a safe home. You're, if you ever need someone to talk to, we're here for you. If anybody needs to cry, we're here for you. Um, if you want to come hang out, we're here for you. And and we try to do that with any of the people that walk through the house, whether it's the kids or the grown-ups. You know, our our girls, their friends, you know, they like hanging out at the house. Our our nieces and nephews, they love it too. They like to come over. And that's a part of showing who God is in our lives. Because the way we show God that we love him is by loving people. So it goes back to, you know, Jesus Christ saying uh, to Peter, do you love me? Right. Well, three times. Right. Do you love me? And, and the, the answer is is always not not about you. And it's not about him because he doesn't need anything from us. He's asking, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. So he said, if you love me. You need to take care of them, right? So that is where it, that becomes so heavy in my mind. It's of, all right, 
I, I need to be able to show love to everybody and anybody that comes through these doors. Um, and I believe that I go out of my way as much as I can or be intentional and not in a fake way either, in a genuine way. Like, I really want to convey that because I didn't have that growing up is what I was telling OB. Like, I couldn't have people over. I couldn't have best friends, you know, come and hang out and have a sleepover. And that that wasn't a thing. So for my girls, I'm like, yeah, tell them to come over. Tell them to sleep over. What do you guys want? You want pizza? You want a pizza party? You want a pool party? I want it. I want them to have that. So that part to me is really special to being able to uh, show love or mutual affection for one another. And, and with that comes love. Then at the end, uh, the last couple of verses, it says that you need to basically increase in these qualities. So it's like Josh was saying, you don't go to 100 without going through the steps. Right. You know, you go increasing in these qualities as you go. You don't have to be hard on yourself. You don't have to fake it like, hey, I came to the Lord. I'm a new man now. Um, the scriptures say that, yeah, you're no longer dead in your trans- transgressions, right? But is your character already built? That's the thing. No, it takes the perseverance. It takes all these moments of knowledge, all these moments of of, um, of sharing with people that mutual affection. All of those things go building who you are, little by little. And what I was telling Josh about the escalator is, you know, when you get to the top of the escalator, you don't see any more any more steps or you don't see that you progress anymore you hit the concrete you're on the next level but that same escalator keeps coming back in a moment where you can't see it hidden it's creeping all the way back down again and starting the same cycle for the next person to ride the escalator so what you just went through someone else has to ride that escalator and I've seen many people that are scared to take that first step because the escalator moves so fast sometimes, or at least it's to the eyeball. It seems like it's going fast. And I've seen people say, do you need help taking that first step? Once you're on it, it's easy. But taking that first step sometimes is the hardest. You don't know how fast it's going to move. You don't know how your legs are going to react to it. But it's taking that first step. So... um, yeah, it, I mean, this is fun. We're already at like 26 and a half minutes. Uh, we're going to start getting ready to close. Do you have any closing thoughts for the last three minutes before we sign off here? We're already down by exit, like almost exit four, I think it is, <laughs> on the turnpike. We're almost back home. Uh, any closing thoughts? I'll just say for anybody like uh, my age, around like 20, around just anybody in like their 20s who might be struggling with the concept of thinking whether or not they need to get it together right now just say like just take it one day at a time and realize that you're still human you're still going to mess up but even though you are it doesn't mean to intentionally mess up it means you strive to do good and if you mess up to not just sit in it and but like get up and keep going keep praying keep reading keep trying to fix yourself and that and that goes for me too just uh keep trying and then eventually it's like you said we're not going to be made perfect but we're going to at least be made well enough to enter into the gates very nice um i also want to add to um when pastor larry was reading about the showing affection 
sometimes it's, it's hard for us to show affection if you were never showed affection. Yep. Um, and, and that's where any other the characteristics also are definitely, um, it's, it'll be a process for you to go through to do that. Um, but each one of us knows what affection to show or what affection that we want ourselves to receive. So if you know what the affection of you want to receive yourself, reflect that, that same affection to somebody else. If you want to feel that love, you want to feel that, 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 that laughter, that happiness, show it to yourself first. And once you show it to yourself, it'll be that much easier for you to show it to others. Um, so that was a little, little, little tidbit I wanted to, to share with you as, as we get ready to uh, close the program for, uh, for, for, for today. Amen, amen. So um, definitely I love those final thoughts. Um, it does say that uh, in verse 10, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, right? So you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom. So focus on all the things that we just added, you know, just your faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and most of all, love. If you do all those things, love encompasses all, and it covers all multitude of sins. So if you just love on people, you help heal them. If you love on people, you help um, encourage them. If you love on people, you, you, you give them the strength that they need on behalf of the Lord. So focus on love, you know, get rid of any type of division that people are trying to cause, and uh, you make sure that you stay focused on becoming better each day and like brother ob said you know you something happens shake it off ask for forgiveness get back on and and don't stop trying to reach what the lord has set aside for you be the best version of you uh in god's eyes uh he already loves you and he he wants you to always stay close amen so do not do not go far from the father's arms he's always going to be there for you uh yeah, that's it. It's There's so much more we can talk about, but we're out of time. I want to wish you a very, very blessed week. This has been Living 412. You can reach us at facebook.com backslash Incline Ministries or facebook.com backslash uh, Home Church or HC Vineland. Um, yeah, uh, we love you guys. Have a blessed week. Thank you.